Hello there and a very warm welcome to Des's Island Discs. In a hectic world, this is a little oasis of calm and nostalgia from our guests who choose pieces of music that remind them of a particular time or story from their life or career. Now, if you're listening on podcast, we cannot play the music because of copyright laws. But really, this is about stories. So let's hear them. Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1. Hello there, Des Cal here. And today I'm delighted to welcome to the island a young Dublin singer-songwriter who's enjoying great success in her career. It's a pleasure to welcome Ruth Ann. And Ruth Ann, first of all, Hi. For a young girl from Dublin heading off to LA, that was a brave move. Yeah, right after my leave insert, day after I finished my exams, I went to LA at 17. I just turned 17 and yeah, that's how my whole career kind of started in, in the music, professionally anyway. Yeah. I was always writing from when I was younger, but that was when it kind of moved to a professional level. And yeah, it was quite scary. I always call them years like the college years of, of songwriting. That's what it was for me. But the courage you took, had you, had you people to go to when you got there? I went over with the family, actually, like the manager who was managing me at the time. He was managing the two boys in the script. Um, they weren't the script yet. And yeah. Danny and Mark. And he kind of brought me over with his family and I stayed with them. And he had an office over there and I worked with Mark and Danny. So my parents had gotten to know him and his family. So they felt, you know, safe yeah. and everything. And they, I was well looked after type thing and, and chaperoned and stuff. So, yeah, but it was it was definitely a scary thing because growing up, we didn't have the money to go to America. So it was my first time ever in America was then. So it was quite it was quite a crazy time. But I was one of them. I just was very obsessed with I was just I've always been so obsessed with mu- music. And even before I was professionally doing it, I always just felt like it, it wasn't even a job to me. It just was what I did. Everyone who knew me knew I sang and I wrote songs from when I was eight years old. That was just what I did. So thinking back now, I was so like raring to go. I was so raring. <laughs> ready to do it you know <laughs> but eight years old did you did you sing or did you actually write at eight years old yeah my, actually you? I wrote my first uh, song at seven and um, <laughs> I had a my dad gave me a tape recorder with the mic that plugs in yeah um, and I wrote a song called uh, he lied to me and it was just three lines over and over but it was about EastEnders mum mum had to take me to the side and go who lied to you <laughs> who who's who's been and I said no it's about little Mo and EastEnders like I just would make up stories from what I was watching on TV. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> When you said the title to me, I got concerned as well. At yeah. <laughs> Who lied to you at this age? Yeah. yeah. So, and you're, you, you, you just sang into the microphone. Have you got the tapes still? Oh, yeah. Have you? I have, I have about 600 songs that I wrote between the ages of 7 and 16. And I would tape them and my mum and dad would listen to every single song. I don't know how they had the patience yeah. of saints because yeah. some of the songs are awful. But dad has <laughs> all the tapes. They weren't pushy. They were just very oh encouraging. Like, oh, go on, that's great. Write another one. Like, do another one. Like, yeah. I was just very obsessed with music from a very, very young age. I just, I just always would be listening, learning music, singing. They just, they couldn't stop it, you know. They just were like, okay, this is what she wants to do. And Ruthanne, was there an influence? What created that love of music, do you think? I think it was coming from a very musical fan. Like my mum and dad sing in church. They both play guitar. There's piano in the house. My dad would be playing James Taylor, Carole King, Leonard Cohen, Garth Brooks, like real amazing storytellers. And of course, every event, every occasion, we had a massive family of, of, of we'd have a big sing song. We started a sing song on every holiday. We were the family that would go, ah, get out your guitar and sing a song. And 
we I grew up in that kind of atmosphere of just like my I would walk in the room and my dad would be air guitaring to cream like it was just <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a love of music in my house that just yeah. filtered down to me and I think I just became just so into music because it was constantly around me and we were always singing songs and and you know I was getting up on tables at seven singing Mariah Carey <laughs> Hero at Burger King and McDonald's not because I thought I was any good because I learned very young people would give me money or sweets for singing so it was like okay I've I come from no money I'm hungry like not that I wasn't being fed but I wanted sweets I was like I could go out sing a Mariah Carey song on a table and get loads of money that was that was my that was what I was thinking about and when did you first step onto a stage I was eight Oh, well, I was, well, like, well, it depends what stage, but when we were on holidays in Portugal, um, seven was my first holiday. And I begged my mum, there was a karaoke competition. I said, mum, like, would you, they'd never heard me sing properly, properly. Yeah. I said, mum, can I get up and sing? She said, you don't know any songs. I said, yes, I do. I know Greece. I know the movie Greece. Um, so I begged her and I ended up, that was when they really realised I was a performer because I got up on stage. I wasn't nervous. I sang. I was seven years old. Everyone was getting their video cameras out and I sang Hopelessly Devoted mm. to You. I looked about four because <laughs> I was quite a small. And I won. Mm. And then the karaoke guy said, um, what do you want to sing? Because you get another one. I said, well, I only know Grease songs. So then I sang Summer Nights, <laughs> both the, all the parts of Summer Nights. And I won my mum and dad loads of free drink. I got a Coca-Cola and... I signed an autograph for the for the karaoke DJ. He says, I'm keeping this. This is going to be worth something someday. And that was just the first stage. And then it went on to doing, I was in pantos and shows and I went on to kind of just, I went to the Billy Barry Stage School and then that was when I really got more into acting and singing and dancing yeah. and, and songwriting. And you were involved in a band at school. Yeah, I set up a band because... I was sick of having to switch the tapes to record harmonies because I'd switch the tapes and by, you know, it was, for as a young child, I was like, oh, this is taking too long. I'm just going to get my friends to sing it. So I got like four of my friends from stage school and we became a, a girl band at 13 and we were recording in studios at 13 and 14 and I was making beats on like this free loop sample thing CD that I got in a cereal box. I was making loops and then my dad you know, uh, saved up some money and got me a keyboard when I was 16. And, and then I started making more beats and, you know, just kind of getting yeah. into producing. And and then he, he sent one of them songs to the 2FM Jacob Song Contest. And I won that. Um, and Jerry Ryan hosted that year. And I won it. And that was when it kind of, then I got taken to LA and that was when it got a bit more wow. on the professional side. It's, it's an incredible route. Well, your first musical choice, Ruthann, is from those... Early, early years for you and, and your memory of, of those early years. Tell us about it. Yeah, I chose James Taylor, Fire and Rain. It reminds me of my dad and, and, and singing with my dad. And, and James Taylor just invoked this, this the vocal that I, I really learned from a young age from listening to amazing artists like James Taylor and Carole King. First of all, about just storytelling, about emotion in music and how emotive. I always found his voice so emotive and it really made me as a songwriter really think about always wanting to convey an emotion and to tell a story. And when you grow up listening to those type of storytellers and this song is just so classic, it gets me every time and it just brings me back to, to being in the car, singing with my dad really and yeah. growing up in Dublin and, and having these beautiful songwriters to listen to. And, and it really inspired me um, to be a storyteller really. And your dad and mum's names, Roseanne, just... Brian and Berna Cunningham. All right, well, we'll play this for them then. Who's yes. the first choice? 
Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1. That's Fire and Rain by James Taylor, the choice of today's guest, Ruth Ann. So at 17, you head off to L.A. Now, just for our listeners, fill in who you have written for subsequently. Oh, God, I get all embarrassed. But I wrote, I've written for um, Britney Spears, One Direction, John Legend. I've just been Grammy nominated with John Legend this year. Martin Garrix, B.B. Rex and Niall Horan. Westlife, The Coors, Avicii, Bibi Rexa, Tiesto. I mean, it's like, incredible. It's, it's incredible for a young woman and to be Grammy nominated and particularly just heading off at 17, albeit you're in good company heading over there. Yeah. So, so you're over there, you're 17, and now what happens next? So I'd been riding by myself all this time. And then three days into my trip there, I co-wrote uh, a song by Jojo called Too Little Too Late, which two years later gave me my big break into the industry really because uh, it became a global hit all over the world and it was my first hit and I was 19 and um, it was it changed my life it really did change my life forever In what in what way Ruthann? Well I guess when you're starting off as a as a artist and a songwriter and, and that we had written that song for me but I immediately had heard in my head Jojo singing it I, I was like this is not for me this is for Jojo so when I got the call saying it was, it was like am I happy for it to go to Jojo I was like absolutely that's who I hear it for but what happens then is you're 19 and you kind of become like the fresh news, you know, yeah, sure. quote unquote hit songwriter in the, in, the, in the thing. So I had all these publishers wanting to sign me and take a chance on me. And the, the song was, was such a big hit globally. It, it broke records at the time for the biggest jump in Billboard chart history. So when I, I'm in America and I'm in a cab in New York and I hear it on the radio, it just it changes your life because it immediately gives you a calling card and gets you in the room with bigger people and you kind of start that kind of launched at first you're in this development phase and when you have a hit like that you're kind of launched into like oh well write another one like you're a hit song right now you know so you're you're launched into bigger rooms with bigger artists and you kind of become like that's you're kind of okay I'm a professional songwriter now and the you know that wasn't really initially the plan I was always a singer songwriter Mm -hmm. so it kind of sparked this new career and for me it was all about listen I come from Dublin I come from a middle class family I need to grab this opportunity and just run with it and that's what I did and I just went with it and went on this journey to then becoming a songwriter for the people and then throughout that journey then finding my way back to writing my own album on my own music so it's kind of been this amazing journey through the music industry you know and living in LA for seven years it led me to be able to afford to live there and and keep being in music But you see I'm not an expert tell me 19 seems incredibly young to become a hit songwriter It is It's too It is It is young Um, Most songwriters like to give you a, like the guy that I wrote it with Billy Steinberg he yeah. also wrote like he's a, a legendary virgin. figure yeah. legendary yeah True <laughs> Colours Like a Virgin gave I mean I, it's because of him that this I was even involved in this song mm. but he had his first hit at 30 so I remember we sat together at an award show we won we, we won an ASCAP award for it a little too late uh, the, at the Pop Awards which is a big honour for songwriters and he said to me you know, it took me 12 years to get to this moment. I was I was 30 <laughs> when I had my first hit. You're yeah. 19. Yeah. So you have almost 
a great head start because most people work as songwriters for a long time. So it, I definitely was, it was a lot of pressure for a 19 year old because of course, when you have one, everybody goes, okay, when are you going to have your next? The difficult, the difficult second one, yeah. Yeah, and luckily for me, I definitely went through times where it hasn't all been, you know, hit, 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 hit. I've had times where I, it's a roller coaster. The music industry is a roller coaster. And the main thing that I learned is to just keep it about making the best music possible. So whenever I'm in a room with someone, I'm just always trying to write the best song because I believe that, that great songs will have their day. And sometimes I've written songs and it's taken two or three years for them to come out and be a hit. Sometimes I've written songs that I thought would be a hit and weren't. But but thankfully, I've been incredibly uh, fortunate with the songs that I've been a part of really, you know, being loved by the public and, and, and having these songs that people know and being part of people's musical history. Like it is, it is really amazing that sometimes when I'm, when I was in the room with John Legend, for instance, I have to pretend like I'm all cool, but I was massively, you know, in this all, is someone who I looked up to yeah, and, and it was inspired by it. And you have to kind of act like you're cool as a cucumber, yeah. but you do kind of go, I am just from Donna Mead and I'm sitting here with John Legend and now I'm nominated for a Grammy with John Legend. Like it is, crazy to me like what's happened but mm. I'm just it all stems from just my love of music like I've never been about money first I've never been about fame it's always been like just wanting to create as good of a songs as the yeah. songs that I grew up listening to like that's you know when you listen to Fire Rain wanting to create something that stands the test of time like that is yeah. always what I've been about and one of those ones your second choice Ruthanne is Lauren Hill yes do up that thing. Yeah. And what what does this remind you of? <laughs> well, this is like, you know, you go on a journey. A mu- I think everyone goes through a, a music taste journey. And when I was growing up, I fell in love with songwriters and storytellers and, you know, just the, the rawness of a, of a song and a lyric. And then I guess when I was about 15, 16, my sister gave me, my older sister said, listen to this. And it was the miseducation of Lauren Hill. And immediately I was introduced to this groove and this pocket and this and a new way of just being influenced by that urban side of hip hop and R&B and the groove and and the bass lines and the drums. And it was a whole new side of music. But at the same time, I feel like she had amazing lyrics on top of it in this um, in rhythmical rap style. And I'd never really been introduced to that. And so it, it really opened up my mind to so much more musically and her voice and just the power in her lyrics and the empowerment and also just seeing a female, you know, do that and go, wow, like I really could say something here and do something and and feeling that inspired by her voice and her and her words and and the beats about it. Like I'd never really been introduced to hip hop like that. So and in my music now, everyone always says I have a pop sensibility, but I have an R and B hip hop sensibility. And that comes from artists like Lauren Hill and, and this song. And this is my party piece. You know, I go into places and I rap this song and this is my little Lauren Hill party piece. So I I adore this song. Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1. That's Lauren Hill, the choice of today's guest singer-songwriter Ruth Ann, who had her first big hit at 19. And tell us then the nervousness about getting the second hit kind of to prove yourself to everybody. I guess when you after you've had a hit, it's all about how do I sustain this level and how do I, you know. But I really, that pressure definitely got to me at, at times. And at times I wanted to quit because I was like, I don't know if I can do this, you know. But... What really always brought me back was just remembering, just write the best song you can. Just write, 
just keep it about the music let the music speak for itself whenever I was desperate to write one I couldn't write one whenever I just let it happen and let it and live my life and just write about things that I know and and what I experienced and 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 think about what the most universally relatable lyric is that was when the next ones came to me so it it definitely was a journey and I and I was very fortunate I had I I've had a few you know more but it definitely had to me had to come down to me like sitting myself down and saying look don't pressure yourself just be the teenager at home that you were jumping on your bed listening to Lauren Hill be the teenager that you were when you were writing songs and just use your wisdom now and your stories now and once I've always kept to that to the to the love of music mentality that's when the the great songs have come look you know and 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 I haven't had a writer's block yet, thankfully. Yeah, I know, I was great. I don't know, because I can only imagine the pressure of that. So how long before the second hit arrived then, Ruthann? Well, I actually had another hit in America, I'd say a year and a half later. And then I had some minor ones yeah. in the UK with like Pixie Lot and Professor Green and stuff like that. And then it took about five years then to really get into my groove with the next few. And that's what happens. I mean, no one ever is writing hits constantly. So... I kind of had to work, I worked on my craft a little bit and I learned more about myself and I moved to LA and I did the work and I showed up and that's when the next ones came. And so then, and then the last, you know, five or six years or so, it's been a really good, nice flow of, of really supported music and also my own artist career coming out and, and doing really well as well. So it's kind of been getting to do both now has been the the new thing of being the performer like on stage and then also the behind the scenes and I, I really enjoy doing both so it's kind of then been more less about having hits and more about just being fulfilled as a creative person which I think is the most important thing of course and your own album Matters of the Heart well, I basically wrote it by accident. I just, I left LA <laughs> uh, for three, yeah, by accident. Everyone I was working with was like, why aren't you, like, you need to be heard, you need to be a singer. Da, da. So I said, I'm going to go to London and Ireland for three weeks and go home from LA for a bit, for three weeks. And I basically said, I'm just going to write what I want to write. And within that three weeks, I wrote most of the album. And I didn't know yet that it was the album, but when I was playing it for everyone and for my friends and my management, stuff, they said, you know, this is, this is the album like you no one else can say or sing this this is yours and then I started releasing it and you know my first single has been on Grey's Anatomy and Netflix and Love Island and and synced and it's been used in so many people's weddings and it honestly was so amazing to just kind of see people really respond to my own music like that because of course when you're writing for famous people they're already famous so they have this platform but when you're kind of new it was, it's been really nice to see the response to my own music and people coming in to see me at shows and stuff like that. And I'm still building it and I'm still kind of at the beginning, which is so exciting. So there's there's lots more to come and it's just been a really, uh, it's just an amazing experience to get to be singing again on stage and also get to still write for the people. I just love doing both. Well, it's fantastic. And that Gram- Grammy nomination is an incredible honour to you. But I'd Thank like you. to, your final piece, Ruthanne, is a very special project for you and it came out of, Covid and the lockdown and tell us about it. Yeah, so I uh, basically was in lockdown like everyone and I had some t- a lot of time off and I've been wanting to do something with the Irish females in Ireland for a while because when I started being an artist I noticed there was so many and when I was growing up there wasn't that many and there's just a huge pool of, of Irish female talent and I noticed during the, the, the pandemic that there was a lot of, there's a lot of events happening that were 
primarily male male artist dominant and I really wanted to first of all do something to help charities because at this time you know the job of a musician is to highlight the people who need it um, and I was wondering how I could do that so it was kind of a twofold idea and I just started DMing <laughs> Irish female artists who, who I've never met before being like hi I don't know if you know me but I'm a singer songwriter and I'd love to really have the Irish females in Ireland speak and represent a charity and, and, and raise our voices together before I knew it, we had, you know, over 40 of us on a song and it all happened. I mean, I had six days to get the song together. And once we decided on dreams, I immediately heard how I would produce it. And everyone had to do everything in lockdown. So there was a lot of organizing and parts sent to me and I had to basically produce it in six days. And we chose dreams because, I mean, Dolores, I mean, one of the most iconic Irish female voices of all time. And I love Irish female voices and that song anytime I listen to that song it reminds me of being a teenager it reminds me of my first kiss it reminds me of walking through Dublin City it just reminds the sm- it just get, I, everything comes back to me when I listen to that song of my teenage years yeah. and I thought I really would love to reproduce this song for today and reimagine it for young girls out there who could be the next Dolores and have females to look up to that are out here in the music industry, you know, flying the flag for Ireland and and trying to break through as artists. And at the same time, we decided to do it for Safe Ireland, which is for victims of domestic abuse and uh, horrifically finding out the statistics had gone up by 25% during COVID and and knowing that home is meant to be the safest place to be during Corona, you know, and knowing that it hasn't been for so many people just really broke all of our hearts. So as 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 women, we're we're coming together to do this for women, primarily women and children in these situations. And so we did it. And the reaction to it was something that I had not thought about, really. I just wanted to make something great and, and it to make, you know, the Cranberries proud and to get their blessing. And when we got their blessing, that was unbelievable. And... And then to have the public have reacted to it. I mean, I've cried so many times since it's been released over just the funds we've raised for Safe Ireland. We're at 215,000 euro. And just the, the, the fact also that these artists, some of them are being heard for the first time and their voices are being complimented and appreciated. And I think there is something so special about the Irish female voice. And, and it's something that I, I work with American voices all the time and American artists and there's something so unique about an Irish voice and I just wanted to show that in the song and showcase every different style of music that's coming out of Ireland right now as well and different genres of of women and artistry. Well it's a beautiful production it really is and in the circumstances in which it was produced all the more remarkable and it's a fabulous way to play out Ruth and continued success to you you're a fantastic young woman. Thank you so much. delighted it's going so well for you continued success. Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1.